Oh, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Attacking my ear hair is longer than the battles that take place in Robert Jordan. <laughs> that's true, because right. there's something weird going where, on. Where it's Adam. Freak no. <laughs> Adam just sitting on the toilet going, oh. <laughs> See, this, this is how loud you normally talk. I thought that organs were going to come out. Oh. I'm like, I have nothing left to offer. Adam, I had that for two months. I have nothing to give you. Porcelain God. My God. My God. My King. I've, I've given you all I have, and it's just like, no, God. <laughs> Is this what you want? There is still more. <laughs> Welcome back to the Jack of the Shadows podcast. I'm Eric VC, and as always, I'm joined by my favorite mac and cheese, the VC boys. Say hello, oh. Dave. Oh, I'm going to be the cheese that I can't eat because I'm the glue We're that holds it together. Return of the this is like the fourth time yeah. that I said mac and cheese or that. Every, every time we say mac, somebody hits that song. Yeah, yes. I sing it and it's like, oh man. It would not be me. I would go That's with mac the knife. I would not go with Return of the Mac. Not quite the I'm same a, zing, Mac the knife. I, I don't, yeah, I don't have the same, I don't have the same voice. Not as much peppers. Oh my gosh. Oh, no, Here that. we go. <laughs> More. <laughs> All right, we still haven't introduced Adam, though. That other voice you heard, that sounds like well, this. Yeah, we have. I'm Mac. He's the big Mac. <laughs> is Adam. He's got the special sauce. What does Mac do? All right. Uh, it <laughs> says, hey, the, baby, how you doing? It's the, the noodles. I'm the roni. I'm the <laughs> It bathes in the cheese. Yeah, that's right. True, I do soak it all up. I give you the <laughs> sauce. What a good life I have. The sauce. Pour that cheese over me. We Pour are that in cheese over me. We are in episode 44, covering chapters 43 through 48 of the Fires of Heaven, the penultimate episode for this book. We'll start this episode. How excited were you to be able to say that? Well, I had to look it up first because I couldn't remember what penultimate meant. <laughs> Instead of penultimate, penultimate, yes. <laughs> We will start this episode off uh, per usual with our investigation of the different plot elements with our view to Dragon Mount, then discuss our favorite moments of these chapters. And Is what it view to Willow. or view of Dragon Mount? It's actually view from Dragon Mount. Oh, you would think that okay. I would remember the segment names. That, After all these episodes we've done. Like okay. I said, we'll discuss our favorite moments of, of these different chapters and what shook your willow before moving on to a thorough discussion of the Lord Dragon and Get Randy. We'll follow that up with digging into our lovable rogue and take into the Matt. I feel like every time I refer to Matt, I call him the lovable rogue. He's a rapscallion. To, yes, there we go. Our our rapscallion, our rapscallion du jour. There you go, du jour. Our rapscallion du jour. And, uh, and then I'll we'll have see, the soup doozer. We'll see what's happening with our female wanderers in full of ship before wrapping. That was ship with a P before wrapping up with our Coplin of the week and who leveled up. All right. So let's dig into our view from Dragon Mount. We start off with chapter 43. This place, this day. Dave's favorite chapter title. Uh, yeah, so really? let's it discuss is. this chapter title a little bit. Did you guys notice that that phrase is used in some way, shape, or form three different times in the chapter? I didn't know it was thrice, but yeah. I knew it was used, and I was like, ooh. This is the only chapter Goosebumps. that I can think of where he keeps using the idea over and over again. The other chapters, he's he's said, you know, Sometimes. on occasion. Right, yeah, yeah. Not, not every time, but every once in a while you run into it. But this one, he keeps hammering on it each time. Brand says it twice, and Matt says a different version of it once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, a momentous event happening in this chapter. Or events? Uh, uh, what is, what is, a momentous is, thing happening on this place in this day. 
Right. In this place or, on this day. And that place at that day. Yes. Yeah. Well, I feel like we're here inside the chapter. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. So That's Rand to this place this day. I, where, when did you say exactly Rand had said that before? No, he, no, he hasn't says said it, in it the before. Chapter. He, he says he, it twice he, in the yeah, chapter. Yeah, he uses the phrase twice in the chapter. Um, oh, and actually, okay. he doesn't use it. It's used in the narration. Actually, yes. Uh, his inner actually. monologue, I think. So Rand wakes up and wonders, uh, as he has before, if the events that led to this battle could have been prevented. This is a constant theme for him at this point, is wondering if he could have headed off death and destruction that he is about to bring. He sees the Aes Sedai clan chiefs and hears that the maidens are unhappy with the task assigned to them. This is also becoming a trope where the maidens are unhappy with the fact that Rand treats women differently than he treats men. There's some sort of like rebellion going on outside somewhere where he is because the maidens are not happy. Yes. As then, is the huge. When leaving, Lan asks him why he still wears a sword and if he plans to seek out Kool-Aidin. Oh, yeah! Kool-Aid man. Oh, and yeah. uh, Rand says no, but he will be prepared to fight him. We get confirmation that Asmodian gave Kool-Aidin the dragon tattoo. Have I not my wand? So we've been wondering exactly, you know, how he got the henna tattoo that he has of the, uh, of the dragon <laughs> the reborn on his tattoo. arms. It turns out, yeah, he got it from Asmodian. Rand's best bud. Yeah. They're chums. I thought we already knew that that happened. Oh, we suspected we, we suspect that we didn't have firm yeah, confirmation yeah. like we, we do We still here. don't really know how it worked, but... No. no. Well, I just said it's a henna tattoo. It's magic. <laughs> right. Right. They had a romantic <laughs> evening together. <laughs> they were drinking wine spritzers. So, no, it was in the middle of the day. Is that Some enchanted evening. I right got wine spritzered up and tattooed. You get the picture. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to step on any toes. I don't know if that picture makes any sense, but you're all right. They leave the tent and are surrounded by the angry Fardar is my... Sulin informs them that the maidens will escort Rand, Egwene, and Avienda to the tower, so she's not having any of his directives. The maidens will be involved! You oh, will have the maidens! They will. There despite, will be involvement. Despite previous plans, Rand acquiesces. So yep. Rand, Egwene, and Avienda walk to the tower. Rand is constructed and accompanied by the host of Fardar as my. Egwene and Avienda develop a storm over the Shaido, and the battle begins. Lightning begins to strike down on the Shaido, and Earth begins to fly into the air. Please, what is Wait, your question? I have a question. This guy who built a tower for Rand before Tor we, Torvin. Who is he? He's the he's the the spyglass builder. He's the local ophthalmologist. He's just a yeah okay. We might yes. have talked about that. Already. He makes yeah, Ben Franklin's his glasses. It's the name of it's the name of one of the chapters. It's Tovin or Tovin Tor or. Kintovir. Nestle. Yeah, the craft of Kintovir is the chapter. Nestle so his name Tlum. is Kintovir. Oh, yes. Okay. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. We read this book. Yeah. Egwene and Avienda develop that storm. <laughs> Rand starts alighting hills with balls of flame using memories from Luz Theron on how to use the power. That'll end well. We get the first full on reference to the Eye of the World prologue where there's an actual reference oh. to recollections of Luz Theron from that moment. And Ileana, my yes. love. Well, Ileana. The, the death of Ileana through, through his madness. And her golden hair. Yeah. It seems no one, hey, no one is questioning why Egwene can use the one power to fight. 
Like this battle goes on, mm. it ends. Remember mm. all that speculation we had about her and whether or not people would figure out that she was not an Aes Sedai because she'd be using the one power? Nobody nobody wonders about that. No one being the maidens. So do the maidens or the wise ones the really Aiel. know enough right. about that yeah, to no, know? I, mean, I know, guess the not. don't know. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. But also Avienda is kind of having the same Avienda is kind of having the same she's like almost going full. Right. Well, she's she's in the thick of things, and she's not a wise one, so she shouldn't be doing that. But they're letting her. But she's kind of yeah, she's kind of like oh, I, maybe I am a wise one. Matt is on his way south when he spots a group of Shido waiting in ambush for Wyraman's command. He rushes down to warn them that of the news of the waiting ambush. Uh, he talks to Estion and Melonril. Potato face, Estion. Yes, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's less Jordan loves yeah. referring to that potato face boy. I, I really know. want to know what a potato he face looks like. Is he just a lumpy? Bulbous nose. He's lumpy? A flat face with a bulby nose. Yeah. All right. Wyraman, uh, we, we've learned, I think we've heard a couple of times now that Wyraman has been sent to see yeah. the pirates in Tyr. That's how Rand has gotten him out of here. Yeah, and then he's going to next go to, you know, the babes in Toyland. Matt adventure. tells... Talamenis to proceed through the gap and perform a hedgehog maneuver against the Aiel. Oh no, it's not Talmanis that does know, the hedgehog it's formation. It's uh, it it's uh, it's he the tells Talamanis. It's not the, the Pike guy. Matt lays out his plans to Talamanis, who who agrees on the condition that Matt lead the the, the men to uh, the the oh. other half for the other half of the maneuver. Matt is given command like of four hundred Kyrianen. Hmm. Pretty sweet. Not a small number. That's going to be my next movie. It's going to be 400. The 400 Kyrianen? No, just the 400. Yeah. The fighting begins and the hedgehog maneuver is performed, but some of the Tyrant lords choose to fight outside the box. Fight they in didn't do They're thinking creatively. They get yeah. massacred to the man. Yep, and then, yeah, that's what you get for thinking creatively. Swarmed under a pile of Aiel. Melonril is one of the lords who chooses to fight outside the defenses. He loses the rugby Matt scrum. Matt sees him die as soon as the battle begins. <laughs> Matt leads yeah. the horse charge into the fray with a cry of, Los, los, cabadrin! And Which lightning begins to spike down amongst spare them. Spare your forks, chow on the mac and cheese. Horsemen forward. Let's go. He's very comfortable. Yeah. That takes us into chapter 44, The Lesser Sadness. Mm. It's approaching midday, and Rand has been channeling for mm. hours straight. With using no Gatorade. Angriel. Rand's left. That thing has gotten around. Yeah. Yeah. Rand has left Asmodian in his tent, too afraid to use him in the battle. Several armies of Aiel, around 3,000, approach the open gates of Kyrian, and in an, a desperate effort, Rand sends lightning in amongst the Kyrian and the Shaido to prevent the Shaido from entering the capital, and he kills his own people uh, along with his enemies there. Saidin, okay. lightning mm-hmm. strikes down and destroys the tower with Rand, Egwene, and Avienda in it in a surprise move. Yeah, Rand's first yeah. thought is that Asmodian has woven the lightning. It's like a bolt from the blue. Yes, Literally. I did not see that coming. Rand no. concludes. Neither that did Rand. Samael has sent the lightning, and he's known the man has been behind the pirates. Well, first tier. he thought it was Asmodian. Well, that was right. after he grabbed the girls, one in each arm, and just bounced out and was like, "No big deal." I he's just a strapping young arm. lad, yeah. just hanging <laughs> on to one of the posts of the tower as it goes careening to the ground. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you were here two seconds ago, but I lit that entire place on fire. There's a mountain there that's not there anymore. Right. <laughs> did you see that? I just did. Did that. you see that? Oh no, you're just looking at the two girls in my arms. That those are those are the sweet. Those are the sweet nothings just he's whispering. There will be more to come. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the original, some of the older covers for these that looked like they were like Harlequin romances with Rand, like posing like that with his shirt, his shirt, like cut down the middle. And oh uh, yeah. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I started covering up my books was I couldn't get that out of my head. When I was <laughs> oh yeah. I have them. I have them over in the other bookshelf. But book now shelf. looking back at it, I'm like. It's kind of sweet looking. I, I have those, yeah. I want to see that cartoon. Those are like from the early 2000s, I think, is the I saw them on the paperbacks. Oh, you're talking, yeah. they're not the originals. They're the no, ones, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. I'm like, these are the originals. No, it's the, the ones cheesy. they read in. They're terrible. Yeah, yeah. No, they're in, a, in a sort of stupendous Adam Van Conant wolf shirt, shirt sort of Who way. came up with that idea? Like, what type of Fabio, audience were they trying Somebody, to capture? Teenage girls. Well, that failed miserably. I don't miserably. think it's teenage girl. <laughs> I think I'd shoot a little older. I think I'd go maybe over 45. What? Yeah, I mean, that's the... There's a very specific aesthetic there. Yes. And maybe some very, very, very esoteric... You're going for the 50 shades of women audience there on that one. Brand- and then they read it and they're like, what is this? This is not what I was expecting. <laughs> There's... Where's There's the no rippling chest muscles? People yelling at each other. Yeah. Exactly. Where's the heaving loins? I was going to say that, but I was trying not to. I was trying not to. Uh, Eric has twice lowered the bar thus far in this podcast. Uh, first of all, I don't even know what heaving loins are. That's that's yeah, some I, weird combination. That's, that's, of... that's, that's, that's... Don't think about it for too long. That's all I'm going to say. Now, Dave, and I have a moment of silence. Uh, I have a moment where I need a to go take a bath. Um Ugh. So, yeah, like I said, Rand concludes that Samael has sent the lightning and he's known the man has been behind the pirates in Tyr and the attack in, in the uh, Jangai Pass. Man or a myth? Man or a myth? The Aiel, Mayagoma, Kodara, Shinde, Darin, clans of the Aiel to the east begin to gather. We never, ever really find out what they were gathering for. That's true. Th- there was a suspicion that they were hanging or that they were malingering, waiting to see who won. See what was going to happen. But that was never oh, That clarified. doesn't sound like Brave Aiel, though, no. does it? We're just going to sit here and see who the winner is. And they'll be like, yeah, we were rooting for you well, the whole time. Eric, right. Yeah, see? You meet all kinds. You just all, meet kinds. all kinds. Yeah, so that's I mean, just interesting to me. We see 300,000 Shido that are just stupid uh, <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with following a Stupid a, with the stupidness. Dragon. Yeah. So Rand requests Jade Ann and Egwene requests Mists and uh, the three, along with some maidens, go riding. That would be Avienda in tow, go riding to observe the battle. Matt now has a battalion of 3,000 men and is looking for a way for them to escape. That's a few more than your 400 movie. That's what Matt's always doing, is looking for a way to escape. And it never seems to work out well for him, The, uh, the escaping part, that is. Right. After seeing a hill go up in flames near where he is searching for, Matt concludes that Samael has joined the fight. Someone did that. Yeah, pretty big deal for him to be able to conclude that. Yeah, that's PBD. Whatever, Matt. He's insightful. Why did you say that? I said PBD. It's not NBD, it's PBD. Either that or Pretty big deal. I just coined that phrase just now. Which is why no one got it. Yeah, it'll be used going forward. Estion, the learning curve. Estion, yeah. Alessian, Talamenes, and uh, Darid tell Matt that 5,000 Aiel are headed their way, and Kuladen is with them. 
Derek mm, says Kuladin's coming. Matt, yes. Matt puts together a battle plan to attack the Shaido, and then the scene shifts back to Rand, who's apparently been attacked by Samael a few more times. Yeah. We, we learn that Samael's Yo, given name man. is Tel Janine Aelinsar. In a, little, a frightening moment of res- revelation. Who is that? Oh, I guess it just says name. It's Samael's it's Samael. given name. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I just said that. Yeah. Well, I know you did, but then I just looked down at what I wrote and it said, tell Janine. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> that Rand is thinking of. <laughs> now I remember. Well, the best part is Asmodian's reaction to, to when, when Rand is blathering the stuff off and his insanity oh. there. He's right. like, he turns as white as a sheet. Yeah. Yeah. He's Luce like, and seems oh, to be bubbling up no. more and more right. here. He's like Too a bubble soon. of evil within Rand. Too soon. Rand's sitting atop his horse in a daze and is guided to the convalescent camp. Land tells Rand the battle is won, and after releasing sight, and Rand passes out and falls from his horse. As he's slipping away, he feels Asmodian trickling some of the power into him, and we we end the chapter wondering yep. whether or not Asmodian is helping or hurting. Before he passes right. out, Rand comes to hear Avienda discussing how she'll carry Rand to Elaine to fulfill her oath. Shouldn't she be more concerned about what will happen to the world if Rand dies than what's going on with their That's, little love triangle? Consider who this is, though. That's not her toe. Her she, toes. Her toes. Her well, toes not to the world. Well, it isn't. Her toes to Elaine, and as we know anything of anything about the Aiel, it's. That's what drives them. She'll have toe. no foot or toe if the world right. is destroyed. Yeah, she doesn't care about that. There will be no appendages below the ankle. She cares about her near sister, and that's what she cares about. Oh, she really cares about her. She yeah. can't see How much time did they spend together? Um, yeah, that's another good question. It's been a while yeah. since we've done this. Sometimes, anyway. Adam, in a person's life, they encounter like that special someone. She's like, where... did we just become best friends? Right, exactly. That just happened. Yup. Yup. <laughs> you want to go do kung fu in the garage? Yup. Sorry, before you go, is Mist dead? Who? Mist? Mist dead? No. Mist. Mist oh. is not dead. Mist is not dead. Mist right. is not dead. I don't okay. think so. Chapter 45, After the Storm. We start with Matt. It's after the rain. You have to sing that Nelson oh, style. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Matt's watching Wait, the celebration after the battle. You got to give it your all air. From what Melindra <laughs> says, Matt has killed Kooladin. Oh, we, reveal. We don't, we don't get the battle. We get the reference after the fact. Matt recalls the fight with, he does recall the fight with Kooladin in his own Ish. Way. Very ish. Talamenes <laughs> yeah. and Nalesian ask Matt to have their rightful place in Rand's procession and fight over oh, ways to serve Matt. they're also singing Jack of the Shadows, though. Let's, and let's, a special let's, version of it, too. Yeah. Yeah, they make up their own version. The song is changing, baby. That's right. Just like these times, Adam. They're like the band of the shadows. <laughs> Matt sits and talks with Melindra, Estion, and uh, Daedred, uh, and then watches Lan and Moiraine get into a brief argument. There's the argument that Lan and Moiraine get into. What's that about? What's going on there? It's a lovers, who, but not lovers quarrel. What is going on with Moiraine? Yeah, something. Something, something not building good. inside that woman. That, to me, is the lesser oh. sadness. <laughs> that's Unfortunately, uh, well, we're not in that chapter anymore. Yeah, right. No, but seriously, like he that that's obviously that's a major moment there. What are they talking about? Are they talking about like her passing him off still? Is this still lingering? Once again, I have no idea. We never find out. We, never, so. we don't know. Like what the Shido are doing to the east. It's adding some spicy ramen. The, some spicy flavor that you don't ever get to taste. 
That's what spicy ramen is. It's flavor. That's right. You don't it's get flavor you don't get to taste. The scene mm. shifts to Rand who awakens and is informed by Avienda and Natale that Moiraine has healed him and they feared he was near death. So obviously, Natale didn't kill him. No, no, and he's out there healing people. Yeah, and he was out there healing people. So yeah, do we so trust him at this? Guy. Do we trust Asmodian at this point? I would say you trust him in as much as he's going to do whatever he has to do to stay alive and stay within Rand's graces because he knows if he doesn't, he won't be alive. That's a but, very good point. But yeah, you only trust him as far as you can throw him. I was trying to avoid that, but yeah. Okay. He's a small guy. He's a bard. How You could probably chuck him pretty far. I have a feeling he's, he's not a small a guy. Uh, he wears a lot of lace. Those lacy people tend to be <laughs> right. tend to be thin. Watch out for them. You never see a fat guy wearing lace. Uh, you did, That's actually. Howell Goad or whatever his name was. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I like that you were very committed to it, though. Right. He was. Yeah, he yeah. was you full in on something he was completely wrong about. The only way to about. tell a joke. So Avienda goes on to argue that Rand has no right to exhaust himself the way he has. We have many... Because uh, he has toe. Right. We have a lot of conversations where Asmodian is, a pro- is providing the appropriate mood music in the background. Right. right. Oh, yeah. Much to Rand's anger. So Rand, Rand is living life with his own personal musical score. Nobody really has it better than this guy. How, how much like would you love to down. have your own musical score everywhere you went? Imagine how dramatic your life would be. Well, no, it's like yeah. walking to the grocery store with your with your, your headphones in, and you're like, yeah, look at that. That bird looked at me. Only everybody else would hear music. it. The only difference is everybody would be hearing it, though, not just you. Well, maybe that might be good, though, because then people would be it's like, I am different. steering away from that guy. Listen <laughs> right. to that music yes, going exactly. on. If you could have anybody score your life, who would it be? Oh, with without a doubt, it would be John Williams. Oh, okay. So your Did life you would be John all in Lovitz? major chords. Yes, uh, John Lovitz. <laughs> John Lovitz. Having met John Lovitz, I would say if John Lovitz could write a score, I would love every second yeah. of that. But <laughs> Which you, this is what your life sounds like. Yeah. No, John Williams. He's he's written some of the most memorable, most yeah, we know instantly catchable, you know, to your ear scores I'd be, ever. I'd be Danny Elfman. It'd be lots of Calliope music. Danny Elfman or... You're gonna love this one. That's a good choice. Uh, I like his Oink Boy stuff better. I would have Mike Patton score my life. Oh my word! You would never even understand what was going on with the score half the time. It'd be freaking amazing. It would be amazing, and you'd be be confused three quarters of the time. I mean, listen to the Fantomas stuff. You'd be so confused. Well, they can imagine. Adam, who you got? Who would be scoring your life? Oh, scoring my life? Yeah, Um, Cradle of Filth. Oh my gosh. And it looks like he did the design for your garage. King Diamond. <laughs> now, that would be an amazing choice, yes. If King Diamond could score my life, I'd Johnny be running Greenwood? around. It'd be fabulous. No, I'm not. My life is 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 wonderful. I, yeah, no, I, I don't. I, it's a puddle of mud. Not nine inches. It's a puddle of mud. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, my gosh. Your life would be Oof. dumb. <laughs> that would be you would be have a, you, yeah, you'd have a lot a lot a lot of confrontation if that was the case <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably people, people just coming up to you and punching you, you all might the time. as well you'd at that like, point what is that about <laughs> did you hear that music you might as well have nickelback scoring your life at that point because <laughs> oh, it would make man, people really so angry well but the difference is like one would be ridiculously weepy and melodramatic and the other right. one would just be like 
self-entitled, self-indulgent nonsense. Yeah. Grand asks Avienda to inform him when the when Maya Goman and the, and the other clans join him after the oh, wise okay. ones have figured everything out. Egwene's been in the wise ones meetings, and Moiraine hasn't. She's staying Another mighty sadness. aloof that uh, that I Sedai. Yeah, like we said. Avienda informs Ray and the Shaido have fled north across the Galen River. Tens of thousands of Shaido have escaped north now and now are just wandering around. Avienda is convinced that the Shaido are finished. Ran not so much. Yeah, because because uh, there's ten thousand. This is his home and not hers, so she doesn't really have a lot invested in whether or not they're actually finished. Avienda, and as we pointed out, all she cares about is her toes. Right. So yeah. Yes. Avienda tells Rand that Matt has killed Kooladin. We learn Asmodian's birth name, Jor Adam Nesosin. Hmm. Rand learns from Asmodian that Mylan and the other Tyran High Lords, along with the Kyrianan, have come to visit him in the night, but been turned away by the Wise Ones. It's fabulous. I love it. It's like no. I do really like that. I love how much power they have. Those guys are not happy. Dobrain and Colavir hint to Asmodian that they're willing to offer Rand the Sun Throne. Right. Take what's yours already. Wait, are those the lesser lords or the higher lords? They're the higher lords. They're high lords. Okay. Asmodian and Avienda squabble over delivering uh, info. Wyraman has offered Rand Kyrian. The Kyrianen also appear begging to see Rand and were turned away. And then Rand asks Asmodian to get his horse. Get me my horse. Which takes us to chapter 46. Other battles, other weapons. It sure seems like a lot of these titles are like this and that. Right. Uh, <laughs> I so, got a spoon. What about another deeper spoon? A fork. Uh, so the uh, the chapter opens in Rand's tent just after Asmodian is left. Avienda and Rand argue over whether he could lead, uh, over whether he should head into Kyrian. Avienda forces Rand to search for his clothes and tell him, <laughs> tells him she can tell from his demeanor that Kooladin is dead. Rand exits the tent with Avienda at his hip after finally finding his clothes underneath her. She also told him that she doesn't longer need a sword that she gave him while the hill. I think that's funny. She Let me just tell us something about Rand's willpower. She doesn't need the hilt that he women gave her. Themselves she at him. says to him, you no longer need that. Oh, the she's sword. pointing to his sword. Yeah, the sword, which oh, is in right. the, the rug. Right, because she sees, it as, she sees it as a sign of disrespect to their people. Asmodian brings Even though she J- gave it to him. Asmodian brings Jade yeah, and Asmodian brings Jade Ann and Rand mounts pulling Avienda up after him and they ride out. The the Aiel have captured nearly twenty thousand of Kooladin's people. That's a lot of guys shine. Rand notices the Aiel, uh, <laughs> some of the Aiel wearing thin red headbands emblazoned with the symbol of the Aes Sedai. Avienda calls them Siswai Amon. The, spe- the spears of the dragon. The captured Aiel are being treated like any other captured Aiel, unguarded and trusted to obey Giato. I have a question about this. It's why Amon. The, oh, the yeah. name implied ownership of the people. Right. That's, that's the reason why Avienda is uncomfortable with the name. And I'm glad you bring that up because the right. It's, it's saying spears of the dragon implies that they are his weapons right and that he yeah. and that there's mm-hmm. ownership there and so it seems like the other aiel aren't really comfortable with that it's the lesser sadness 
you've got the captured Aiel being treated like any other Aiel, unguarded, entrusted to obey Giotto. But as Rand thinks, these people have already disobeyed custom. And why should they be trusted to follow custom at this point? Is is that a mistake? Are the are the Aiel making you know an error here due to their own like cultural blindness? Maybe I, don't, I guess we'll have to wait and find out. I don't know. It seems like it could happen though. It I mean, seems like Rand thinks it's an it's a mistake. I I definitely think it's a mistake. They've they've broken so many customs already. I will say one thing about the Aiel is they tend to do that when they're following somebody who's giving them direction. They they seem to people be a people very reliant upon their leaders. So with that That's leader being struck and out, I don't know if they will still do that. And then they'll follow the other, the new leadership, which is Guy Shine. You mm-hmm. know, they'll follow that. I don't know. I mean, just a thought on that. But mm. you mean, are right. But maybe is it? Maybe it's because we're in, in these times that come around once every changing. three thousand years. These oh. these trying times. Or, well, they're well. Now you have your actual prophet. Avienda reveals that the Siswayaman are an Aiel superstition that first revolved around Rand. She says, many believe that you will kill us all in an endless dance of the spear, a sacrifice to atone for that original sin that they believe they possess. That sounds about right. Others believe that the, and I'm continuing to quote her now, others believe that the bleakness itself is attesting to wear away all but the hardcore before the last battle. I've even heard some say that the Aiel are now your dream and that when you wake from this life, we will be no more. Wow. Mm. There's some, there's some deep. deep superstitions going on amongst the Aiel. Lots of meta. They're uncomfortable with this They're whole concept. They're an imaginative they people. They do, and they don't like that he's around. It's very... It's- very tough. We keep hearing this idea that Rand will destroy the idea, uh, the Aiel. I mean, haven't we already seen a type of destruction of the Aiel? No, their way oh, of definitely. life. So maybe that's it. I mean, but that is part of the prophecy of the dragon. So yeah. maybe he's already fulfilled part of it. I mean, he's pounding their way of life out. They keep changing and changing. He's revealed who they are to them, which was a major schism within. Well, he's revealed who the they nation. are to the rest of them. They're the other part already knew. Through. Right. The leaders who hide information. That never happens. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> that's, that's, what are we talking about? They were like, we had this, oh, here it is. You can, you can find out now. Rand, it's a real history. Rand and Avienda arrive at Kadir's encampment. Uh, many of Kadir's servants have abandoned his group, and Rand has replaced them with Kyrian and refugees. Why is Kadir still around? What is that guy that, doing? That was almost my willow, was why is that guy still here? What is here? he doing? He's serving a purpose of which we know not. Oh my gosh, I would have been gone. I well, would have been gone so long ago. I mean, he's... He he's, could have fled during the battle, just snuck off into the night. How I mean, is he not... How did he not die? He already axe-murdered What's-Her-Face. And uh, Alessandra. Well, no, that's not her name. Alessandra. Yeah, Alessandra. Yeah, he chopped her she, up into little pieces and. Little might have been Maybe that's it. Maybe he's still dropping point. a piece along as they walk right. along. He's, he's got her. He's leaving like, the Hansel and Gretel crumbs, and he's just right. chucking them off to right. the side. Yeah. <laughs> here I am, dark friends. Come and get me. Follow me. I'm over here. This is what happens to you when you betray me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's chopped her up, but everybody thinks that Isandra has escaped. Yes, right? she's out somewhere in the waste, naked, running around. Right. Yeah. 
Well, right. She <laughs> she's dead. Her hair is finally growing back. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Rand is given orders to allow Kadir to leave as long as he doesn't take any of the uh, any of the artifacts. But clearly he's not interested in taking advantage of that. No, and he hasn't talked to Asmodian either. Now Rand is trying to convince himself <laughs> to distrust Moiraine in the same way that he distrusts Asmodian. Which doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, he's he's just spinning off into his own orbit. It's going to be problematic. Gonna be? It's been throughout like the, the, all these chapters. He's, yeah, but he the, creates the, his own. The stakes man. are getting more and more dire, which which means that this distrust. Eventually, yeah. I mean, he you could see there's a major misstep coming here at some point as he could, if he's only seeking his own counsel. Because that's gone well for him in the past. Rand arrives at the gates of Kyrian <laughs> to the greetings of the Tyrant Lords, heralding his arrival. The hip hip, it's Rand. Hip hip. The crowd ins- uh, incite the Kyrian. I-, I love the fact that anyone could be Rand in that procession. They don't care. They just love the idea of the fact that they might have touched the Dragon Reborn. That is very like, true. The whole crowd is just like <laughs> that horse. Is the dragon reborn and I touched it? They don't care. Yeah. It's, but it's, that's super it's cool. It's got to be. Everybody, everybody else is thinking the same thing. People are taking little horse shavings and selling them on the black right. market. Yep. Hear yeah. ye, hear ye. Three pence for the shavings of Lord Dragon's horse. This iron shod horse hoof is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably happened. Probably. This is poop from the Lord Dragon's <laughs> horse. Eric once again. Man, this is like the episode of lowest common denominator, and Eric is just chopping it down. <laughs> right. um, he's really you're, pushing you're the boundaries. setting him up, and I'm cutting him down. Ex- what, he's, what he's doing is he's pulling a, an Adam from the earlier episodes when Adam was bringing up Whoa. all the questionable material. Adam would go way Eric has supplanted way him. Way worse. Um, but I guarantee you it was funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Wyverman comes to, to greet Rand and take him to a gathering and the cheers die down. I want to call him Wyverman of the oiliness. Yeah. It seems that he <laughs> and and the Kyrianon have not treated the, or the Kyrianon have not been treated well by the tyrants. I mean, the tyrants don't treat their own people well. Why would we think they would treat the Kyrianon any better? They treat everyone like Eric's excrement yeah. comments. So Rand greets the Tyrant and, and the Kyrian and Lords and feels like he's done Moiraine proud. So even though he's siphoning himself off of her counsel, he still thinks about her and still and still She gives great counsel. Wants wants yeah. to wants that to live up to funny. her expectations. Rand requests a chair instead of the sun throne that the that the Tyrant Lords are trying to give him. And then Shock and horror. Shock and horror. He's just like, this doesn't belong to me. No, I've got this saved for somebody else. And then he requests <laughs> yeah. the gathering like, sort me, themselves by rank, allowing the Kyrian to come forward from the back and actually stand on equal footing with the tyrants. I love that section when he comes in and he's playing the game. He's playing the game with every single one of those high lords. He's he pats one guy on the shoulder. He claps the other yeah. guy in the back. He winks conspiratorially at yeah. the other one. That is just fabulous. He's like, working the room. He is. He is. And everyone really and everyone is. all of a sudden is like, "What did that mean? Well, what did that mean? All it needs well, to be is sure give somebody finger guns and a wink, and right. they'll have Seriously, cornered the that's just. I just love just that Jordan put like that in Steve there. Steve Martin. <laughs> yes, it's, just, it's so good. George just put that. It's tasty. He throws that and throws that in there. And it just, it's just great. I love that. Section. I love that you brought that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 
he did that before too though kind of in tier right yeah he did he did a little bit but this is like in front not in front of everybody so now everyone's looking at each other going what did that mean what did that mean dave that was three months ago right yeah yeah He's uh he's using the uh the game of houses to uh Tom would be proud better better Tom would be proud. Rand proclaims Or Tom would be like, What are you doing? <laughs> so Rand Rand starts Rand starts sort of leveling the tyrant expectations for their importance there in Kyrie because he can see and I you know, we we know that they're looking to they're looking to really supplant the uh, the Kyrie Ennin and uh, and set themselves up and sort of steal some of the land for the, themselves and their families, etc. Rand sort of puts the kibosh on that by by first of all having them all stand on equal footing and sort by rank. Great, that's a great moment. And it's then a great moment, and it I, that's another one of my favorite parts of this chapter. And the the line where Moraine talks about. Um, she says, you know, if their reserve breaks, it might break out in an unexpected fashion when like they all just start capering about like they you all know, at cheer. a feast day. They're yeah. all, you know. Right. When he does this, when he proclaims that all but one of the flags should be yeah. removed, all but one of the uh, the tyrant flags should be removed and replaced by Kyrie and flags and that, you know. Um, his flag will stand uh, his flag will stand on top of yeah, the Kyrie and will still hold her honor. And then Ren has the uh, the tyrant and Kyrian uh, Kyrian and lords all swear fealty to him, and thinks to himself that Kiss he needs ring. to secure Kyrian prior to moving on to Samael. Bum, bum, bum. Foreshadow, which takes us to chapter forty-seven. Yes, it does. The price of a ship. <laughs> The chapter opens with Nynaeve having swept through her shift due to her dreams of Mog- Mogadian with an the F. night before. Egwene has randomly appeared in some of her dreams. At Nynaeve's bidding, the two women have been quarantined in their wagon, except when performing for the past three days, waiting for the ship to arrive. That sounds like it would be a lot of fun. All those grumpy women around <laughs> each other, all mad at each other, just at they each other's so throats. Grumpy. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's just she and Elaine, right? Isn't oh, and Brigitte. Bur- Brigitte. Isn't Brigitte in a different... Brigitte Isn't she in a different She cabin? is, but she yeah. comes in often enough that it wouldn't yes. matter. Yeah. But she's just loving it. Yes. Oh yeah, she's, she's eating it just up, pushing everyone's like buttons and being yeah. like, "Yeah, ba da ba ba." While arguing about the amount of skin the other's outfit is uh, is exposing, <laughs> right. the it's, two women, it's either leg or bosom. The One two, of the others offending somebody. The two women discover that Egwene has been communicating with them through their dreams, and that's why they keep seeing her. Nynaeve finally realized that her original reason for joining this story have long since evaporated. <laughs> she's. She's no longer protecting any of these people. Brigitte yeah. enters the wagon, and she and Nynaeve start to bicker with each other. Surprise. Brigitte tells them that the men have returned from town, and then they all go running out of the little trailer. The boys are in. back in town. Yeah, yeah and then Brigitte is stroking the back of Uno's neck. Yep, she gets around. Tom I and Julian look. <laughs> yep, she gets around. <laughs> <It's>, okay. <laughs> I don't know that as a fact. I don't have any documentation. Uh, Tom and Julian look to have been in a fight in Samara, and they mention that there is a riot that's been started in Samara. 
Uno arrives and informs them that there is a ship and that Masima has informed his followers to to take over Amadisha. That's ship with a P. Uno informs them <laughs> that this is the an riots going theme in this episode. Uno informs them that the uh, that the riot started when a ship when their when a ship arrived and had been commandeered by the white cloaks. That's that, so weird. Wonder that why that would have happened. They are going to try to take. Ship. That's such a great moment. They're all looking at Nynaeve, and she's like, I yep, don't know what you're because it becomes about. clear to her that Galad has commandeered the ship and started this war. It's fabulous. That's just so good. <laughs> Which means that Nynaeve That's started so this war. Crazy. Right. It's so yeah. good. Galad yeah. arrives and informs Can them you just that he paid the captain of a ship to take them to Saladar. See, that's the moment when you need that background music, when you need your own bard. Right. He's going to tell. He's going right. to tell. <laughs> it appears that Galad was aware of the fact that his actions could start a war. Doesn't and, care. And he defends himself by saying the children would have to fight the prophet at some point. So it might as well be now. But he even starts before that with just saying, I told Nynaeve I was going to do it, so I did. Yeah. Well, it must be that's nice. That's what I do. Being, that's my thing. Being right. Yeah. Luca Just arrives. following the, the righteous path. Luca arrives worse for the wear and is shouting for he everyone to pack up, up and move. <laughs> right. It appears Chin Amika, uh, the uh, the owner of the menagerie, has been decapitated. He's no longer with us. That's uh, a she. And uh, Her too. And Celia Serrano, the owner of another has had has had her performers flogged, so the uh, the children of the prophet are not treating the menageries well. Luca dra- drags Nynaeve off and asks her to stay with him slash uh, marry him. Oh uh, yes, sure, not yeah, really. marry. Oh, right. yes, oh, marry, marry you, right? Yeah, that's what I had in mind. Right. You uh, want me to marry you? Nynaeve. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nynaeve rejects Luca and he says that they will meet again. Elaine tells Sarandon. The lines that guy's spouting out are just fabulous. I mean, how Jordan comes up with this stuff, I don't know. But the stuff he's just spouting out is just so good. Elaine tells Sarandon to come with them, and Sarandon refuses. Elaine and Birgitta argue over how Birgitta handled uh, the Sarandon confrontation. (laughs) Right. And her duties as a warder. This is yeah. great. So now those two can start. Oh, and, with and each the other. fact that the fact that she doesn't believe that she's the princess. <laughs> right. Yeah. She tells Sarandon and Brigitte, and neither of them believe. And her. she just throws her head back and screams. Right. It's so good. Yeah. I, I would do the exact same thing. I know I would. Or or, or punch a tent stave or something. She I felt know. like she she felt like it was pretty good after she screamed. I feel yeah. like I, I, she was like that she was felt the right good until she do. didn't. Ms. But Brigitte is like. Did that help you at all? No. <laughs> do you feel any no, better now? No. I do not understand Jordan's proclivity for this. Is there really so Masima has ears. sent has sent his people off to Amadisha to conquer loot, pillage, the, spoil, rape, the, kill, the murder states, and he's done it in Rand's name. Is he like the prophet of doom? What oh, kind of yeah. trouble is this going to cause for Rand? Well, that's a good. I don't uh, think that there's I don't any know. good out of that relationship. We already know there that isn't a relationship. Pedron Nial is well, over there plotting against Rand. Now he has a reason to really plot against Rand, yeah. and yeah. he can cite that Rand is causing chaos in the in the area in the country. I guess the question would be this: so if you if you separate Rand, and if you're the, the common layperson, and you look and you hear what Rand normally does. 
Rand comes <laughs> and rescue places. He overthrows tyrant leaders. He normally doesn't instill some guy in his name who murders and slaughters everybody. So well, I'm hoping some people would be like, people. Let's okay, but that. that that's the lesser sadness. Not many people know that. So you're right. you're ta- yeah, you're talking about like you're talking about a yes. rational argument. Yes. My concern right. is the propaganda that Niall. Well, can he can spin anything. I mean, from, yeah, you know, from this situation, he's already essentially plotting to let Rand cause chaos in the region, and then and then swoop in and save. But everybody we know from that as him. we know that as the reader, you know, we don't right. necessarily. Right, I'm saying as a reader, this is concerning. This is feeding right into the narrative that he is eventually looking to create, uh, you know, as part of... It's something to keep an eye on, for sure. I don't know how that'll... It's it's going to be a problem. The profit is a a major problem. Chapter 48, leaves taking... Leave takings. Leaves and takings. Leaves taking flight. So... It's a book about fall. (laughs) Preparing to leave, Nynaeve touches the seal and uh, touches one of the seals that that she has. And it seems and can feel evil now seeping through one of the seals to the Dark One's prison. That can't be good. (laughs) I mean, we're only five books into this and and that's already starting to happen that's we've already got broken seals that started happening in the second book well the seals were breaking but now it feels like like he's on the cusp of breaking that's like that's that's got evil in it yeah they say goodbye to clarine aludra (laughs) tabus aludra's pushing her matches on them that she's created yeah her uh what are they called fire sticks fire sticks Hey, was anyone else sad to see a Once again, go? another great advertiser. I mean, a is the what's his name? Um, Bail Doma. Oh, Bail Doma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Bail Doma's the recurring character, female counterpart. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling we're going to see her again, but I hate seeing her go. Oh yeah, so do I. She's she's, she's a character, really entertaining. I mean, she gave me Tammuz, and he is that is fabulous. Yes, you. Oh. <laughs> You the, oaf. You great oaf. It should be the name of your, your fantasy football team. That would be amazing. <laughs> Taboos, you great oaf. Luca returns with flowers for Nine Dead flowers. Oh, my gosh. And they leave. They arrive oh, at Samara, life. and it has been destroyed. Moving through it's the bad. city, the group is attacked by a mob, and an amazing fight ensues that we actually do get to witness with Galad right. out front dancing the Death of Swords. Man, he's just a beast. He's in beast no, mode. Galad was not doing any. Galad was like moving here and there, but just slaughtering everyone. He's like, he's, he's was, like, you know, he just has this indifferent look about his face. He's like, yeah, yeah, he was got, moving. Smoothly, he's in the matrix. Not that many you emotions. got nothing. You got nothing. Finally, they joined the children and board the ship. This was a really dark description of actually what was taking. Maybe it's because whatever. I don't want to keep saying that, but it's a dark description of what took place there. The amount of bodies that were just everywhere. You know what happened, Adam? The bodies hit the floor. There is what happened. They hit them in groups. Yeah, that's true. Though I mean, this just happens, but in the series, but it's a bad, it's a bad bit of people. It's a lot of people dead. Those people were crazed. Finally, yeah. they join the children. Because I mean, you're seeing the ship. there's bodies hanging out the window, like decapitated people just lying off on the side. Yeah, it's horrible. It's yeah. like some weird Where's Waldo of death. They yeah. finally join the children and <laughs> Said board no the one ship. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They you finally join the children and board the ship. 
Nynaeve insists, yeah. insists the captain take the refugees on the dock with that him. Captain, what's up with most of the captains in this in these in the in this story? Like the captains are all seedy. They're all like, with the exception of Doman, I guess, or maybe some of the sea folk. But most of the captains are all like cantankerous, like yeah, crusty not, curmudgeons. Yeah. They're, not they're happy powerful. Dudes. They got a lot. They got. They that got was a, a lot ship. of alliteration there important. by me. They're I might pretty say. important people. PBD. PBD. <laughs> I mentioned earlier that Galad uh, was was helping them get to Saladar. They don't tell him they're going to Saladar, obviously, but he's on his way there anyway for some reason. And he pays their fare earlier. Uh, well, which right. Is nice. Yeah. He t- so he tells them that, but he can only afford <laughs> passage to Bolanda. Right. This this is such a bad setup. Which is. <laughs> Which is where what the are you talking uh, about, Adam? It'll be fine. The Bourne River runs into the Eldar, which the Jason is about Bourne River, two hundred yeah, miles. Are you talking maybe, about old Jay Bourne? Maybe right. not half of the way, but a third of the way to Saladar. So they they're going to have a ways to go after this passage gets paid. You know, well, they, they've because money. they can. I feel like Saladar is a place that's slightly important. It's funny that. Galad mentions that Rand beware of Rand, right? He's constantly mm-hmm. admonishing he his sister like to be Rand. beware of Rand because she, because Rand brings destruction wherever he goes. Says Galad, who wandered. What just murder. happened? <laughs> right. He started a civil he just war. Started a war in the middle of nowhere, which he will never recognize. <laughs> Let's talk about of all the of all the ironies. Yeah, really, dude. Come on, man. I do not understand. I mean, I guess we do understand his character. It's what his sister was saying the yeah, entire time. Yeah. There is no respect there he, because he he is, you're exactly right. Monday he's night doing football. What, Come on, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's just doing whatever he wants and then just slapping, oh, it was the right choice that was righteous unto it. You know, I uh, I may disagree with that. I don't I don't I don't think it's just that he no. His his code of conduct is, is different. It's not just whatever he wants. It he He's he's a believer, so it, it isn't just some. It's not a um, a, a callous. I'm just going to do what I want, and I'm just going to say it's in the cause of this. No, he's 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 full into what he believes. He might be so. Full he's into, a believer that if I break a one promise, then it will all all. Yeah, his code, okay. his, his whole code of ethic of his life would just disintegrate. And all I right. think in I think in in this chapter he reveals that he's aware of the dangers of his actions. Um, you know, he said, yeah, you know, well, you know, I might've started a war here, but it was going to happen at some point. Here's just as good of a place as any. So he's, I mean, that's a lame excuse, but he's aware that, you know, he's aware of what Did he's he say this starting, place, what he's this doing. Time? Right. This or this place, day? this day. Hmm. Sadly, yeah. no. He should have. He clearly Wait, was so not aware do, of. Do you think then that that is ultimately maybe a beneficial thing that he's kind of breaking off of his white cloak ways? Or do you think it's the opposite? Oh, no, he's behaving like a white cloak. He's like behaving like the king of the white cloaks. Yeah, he's behaving like a zealot. Without the craziness. Right, yeah. Well, no, that's pretty crazy to start a war to to, to make... Yeah, but there's a difference in, in being crazy and having a crazy action. Like crazy oh. is Bayar. Like child Bayar, that guy's a zealot who's off his rocker. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That I guy's think, still around. I think Jordan I, I goes so. out of his way goes out of his way to point that out. Well, it's uh Jarrett Bayar, yeah. Yeah, child um, child Jared. Yep, yeah. yeah. 
And that's where our story wraps up with our heroines headed on the the river surface. That's down heroines with an E. Saladar, or where they're actually going to stop off Boanda. And that takes us to Adam. What shook your willow? Mine was um, honestly almost covered already, but that uh, the fact that there is a chapter called the Lesser Sadness and what it, what is going to be the uh, greater sadness? Maybe just like fading metabolism. <laughs> right. As you get older, that is the lesser <laughs> sadness. It's affecting all of eat, our lives right now. I can't eat Big Macs anymore. <laughs> I think, Do you to begin with? I think, uh, man, I, I eat no, those all but, the time. You still but, you still eat no, those no, all the time because everything specifically everything that we would we had been talking about. I would take a whopper over a Big Mac any day. I double Big. Mac I agree with cheese. you. I agree. I with would you. take a double whopper. I haven't eaten one of those since college, but man, they're good. But uh, yeah, the whole Burger King setup is always a little more depressing than McDonald's, though. I don't. But not know the one is. out in Sandwich. Let me just tell you, it is a bright ray of sunshine in my life. Well, <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful. I'm not going to lie. Uh, when yeah, there, so when there's people house. working there, that is because there's a shortage of staffing in the world. But, but yeah. so Adam, so that's that's your will. The, what what do you think that was in that chapter? I mean, do, do you have any knowledge of what you think the lesser sadness was? I I came away from it still wondering what that was. I think that I think that you were kind of right in bringing up the fact that it was when Rand had to use his ability to kill his own people. Mm. Yes, mm. that's a good point. I yeah. never never really. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that that's and what it is. Just the fact. Yeah, yeah. And there are just a lot of different directions going on with. Him and his relationship with the Gwen and the greater sadness is losing the war. The lesser sadness is destroying the Kyrienen amongst the Aiel at the gates of Kyrien in order to win the battle. You know, then there is also the the challenge that these six chapters begin with, which is him wondering, like, was there any way for me to prevent us getting here? Because hmm. he he's constantly finding himself in these situations now. And he's beginning to wonder, we've had moments where he's wondered, I need to conquer this land and I've brought these Aiel to do it, but am I going to break it? I mean, is there actually going to be anything for me to save from this yeah. for, for the final battle? Well, so you can say are, that about the Aiel too. These are all concerns. He's <laughs> is he going to have a, a remnant left like, to save? Like, like what, yeah, what you said earlier, Dave, is that he is just tearing the Aiel apart. Yeah. All right. Deep I don't know. The I don't think. Sadness. I don't. Well, I. I don't. I'm not happy to think about what the greater sadness is. No, I don't. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. And I feel like it's around the corner. <laughs> so what shook my willow was we get introduced to a new standard bearer for Rand named Pevin. <laughs> Pevin is a guy with an interesting past. He's lost his wife and sister to the famine, his brother and son to the civil war. He had no idea which house's uh, men had killed them or who they had supported for the sun throne. Fleeing toward Amador had cost him a second son at the hands of the Andoran soldiers and a second brother to the bandits. And returning had cost him his last son, dead on the uh, Shaido spear. And his daughter as well was carried off while Pevin was left for dead. This reminds me of... sounds like the story of the Aiel. Right. Or have you ever seen the movie, uh, and I own it, How the West Was Won? (laughs) <laughs> sure, of course. So yeah. it's it's like the one family, like everyone just dies off, and the one family, one person's left. It's it's just yeah. it's so. Like, it, you're oh my right. Gosh. This is great because it is very much a Western tale. 
or you know the the family on the frontier that's uh, yeah. that's destroyed by. It's the like Native the Oregon Americans. Trail. You're the last one left yeah. alive, and the and, and you're got all the foodstuffs for the family that died of dysentery on the way there. Or Eric by the other white families. That's not a Western movie. <laughs> okay, I don't know that's what that's about, but okay. It's truth, but that's not a that's <laughs> yeah, not a that's not a movie made in the fifties. Nobody in the fifties is recognizing white on white crime. Yeah, also no one in the fifties is actually a, na- a Native American play. Right, yes. American. Right. right, there's that as well. Um Pevin, that, you could say that about any race. It doesn't matter if it's Native American. Yes, 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 very true. Pevin barely speaks. But Rand Rand recognizes a hardness in him. Uh, he says he seems winnowed down to a bare tree. The man's a bad A. Yeah. Pevin figures with the last battle coming, if he stays close to Rand, he can see his family avenged before the world is destroyed. Pevin figures the world would surely end, but it didn't matter. Nothing did so long as he got his vengeance. Did Cormac McCarthy write this character? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This sounds like this totally sounds Charlie like McCarthy. a McCarthy character. Like w- the road suddenly entered into into this narrative. No, but this happened before the Aiel story background, almost just in terms of fam- like everybody's family dying. Yeah, we've yeah, yeah watching, we've never had anything so specific. No, this like is his, very very bleak. He gets one he gets one paragraph dedicated to him, and it's just one worse one one horror after the well, other. Yeah, it's just a it's the snowball rolling down the hill. Maybe so, Pevin. I uh, I'm. <laughs> I'm cheering for you, Pev. Seriously. <laughs> you got to hope something good happens for that Dory, guy nothing Dory else has. Preston. So that was my willow. What you got, Dave? My Mine is the like the literal opposite of what way back when, uh, was it book two, book three, um, my, my willow moment, one of my favorite moments in the entire series was Matt's fight in uh, Tar Valen with... Yep. Um, you know, he Galad. spars with everybody, with Galad and with Hamar. Oh, Hamar, yeah. You get this great description of the fight. And instead, one of the penultimate moments of Kuladin dying. Pentultimate. That too. Uh, of Kuladin dying by the hand of Matt. It never happens. It happened, but it never happened. Because uh, we don't hear about it. I didn't see it happen. The forest fell on the tree and no one heard the noise. So did it happen? I mean, it's they like told us it happened, right? Yeah, Matt it must be true. Briefly alludes to it in this this fight, and it's kind of like, oh my gosh, we've been waiting this entire time for Kuladin to die. Everyone hates him, and we don't get it. Like, how disappointing! The missing death of Kool Aid Man. Yeah, I mean, oh no, this guy's been a thorn in our side for a couple books. Yes, yeah, and then yeah, he's Dave. just he's ingloriously bumped off, and we don't hear about it. I know. Now, I will say the the flip side to that coin is it is kind of cool that you go into that chapter not knowing and you got that whole great scene where they're building up like Rand, Matt's looking at something. What the heck is he looking at? What is he talking about? What's going on here? What did we all just miss? So that's kind of neat. The mystery of it, it's, it's kind of cool. I, I get that. But man, I want that battle. Like yeah, I, me too. Absolutely. I, it would have been so cool, and that's that's my my takeaway of my my Willow moment. Yeah, and I don't Matt's understand. recollection I don't understand of it also benefit. isn't great. Like he doesn't remember it with very dramatic detail. No, he was all of a sudden on him, and no, he was he fighting him. And he's he, like, he has, I keep trying to get out of this, and then there was this dude. Yeah, 
Yeah. Kool-Aid man came in, he busted through a wall, and I killed him. Yeah. And then Melinda's happy about it. That takes us Melinda, to... Yeah, she is very happy about it. Yeah. That takes She's us got her to Usquad. Get Randy! Let's not. Let's talk but about Randy. What is your music that you're planning on in your background of your head right now when you say Get Randy? I'm hearing Bong Chicka Wow Wow. Oh, I'm not hearing that at all. Well, it fits with the wording. I'm hearing that definitely does not fit with <laughs> the wording. I don't know what that is. It's like some what? weird calliope thing. <laughs> no, that's we're at the World's Fair. I'm in a Fellini movie, know, Adam. Leave me alone. France. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not to be confused with Bellini the drink. Can sort of confuse it with Bellini. They're both they're both a peach good. Bellini. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll have a strawberry or, or even a peach. So Rand considers if this could have been avoided, and eventually gives up the effort, concluding that maybe in the next stage with this choice, violence can be avoided. Which Rand, choice? <laughs> with different choices. Oh, okay. Rand is already. <laughs> Rand is already sort of throwing his he's hands throwing in, in the, the towel. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's already gotten to the point where he's like, uh, he's sort of giving up. He's all he's already just just giving himself into the idea that death and destruction will will follow. Well, he's got Come a madman in his head, so you know that's the lesser sadness to do. <laughs> <laughs> Despite our thoughts of Rand's arrogance, he begins this chapter thoughtfully considering if the upcoming battle could have been avoided. So, I mean. We don't get much arrogance in these chapters. Next time, perhaps, to himself. Yeah, this is the first time we witness him demonstrate this sort of eternal perspective. And we're getting we're getting some humility. Or just this normalcy. Also, like he's just in the middle. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this also kind of a big battle? Well, no, I guess that happened. C- kind of a big battle? Way. No, 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 no. I was saying, well, it's huge for the amount of distance that he, like he completely drained himself, but he was also getting help from Avienda and Egwene there, but he had already gotten help from uh, Maureen, Maureen in a different battle. So I was wondering if it was if it was one of the first that he just got Bought really helped by. No, that he did the opposite of that. That he fought with mm, other people. Okay, I think but, Egwene and Avienda kind of talk about that. They can do enough, but like what he can do is so much greater than what that oh, he can. Yeah. What they can do. He's so the destruction he's laying waste is like on a, a grander scale than what they're doing, even though they're helping. And I'm sure they helped quite a bit. Yeah, they had Rand and Lightning. Yeah. Rand gets specific with the names we've already referenced. You know. Several times. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But he says, I remember when he was first named the Destroyer of Hope after he betrayed the gates of, ha- of Haven. And oh, when he's talking the to shadow the down into yeah. the Rorn Doy, the Doy, and the heart of Satel. Hope Hope did seem to die that day. What a great name! What are those for an gates? enemy? The Destroyer of Hope. Yeah, is that's, that a spe- that's just a specific battle. Uh, it's a specific it day. Seem, it's, a, it's a it's a specific event. Was it a specific place? <laughs> yeah. Was it happening yeah. on that day? Right. Yes. Yeah. At the end of the battle, Rand magnanimously says, we've won, and Land reminds him, you've won, which just sort of drives home. Totally. You know, the uh, the point Completely. of what he is. 
Like he won complete. Yeah, he won completely. I think. I think Land's got to be a little bit scared of Rand at this point, huh? I think everyone's slightly worried. <laughs> I mean, Matt's Land been worried for be books like, and has let everybody Land know is, he's Land's worried. Land's scared of anybody. I mean, Land is sort of oh, stupidly brave, isn't he? I yeah, mean, I know, but I think Land at this point could be like, if I even tried to go up with swords against him, he probably would kill me. Who else could he look at that person like? Yeah, I mean, he, he says that Rand is becoming a better and better swordsman. Probably there'll be a battle that we won't hear about, though. We'll hear about it afterwards. He was a really great swordsman <laughs> in that fight. He did amazing he things. I remember that land. He had he was once a good swords swordsman. at one time. He just had them floating around. We mentioned that Rand thinks uh, about starting something with Samael. He's been kind of antagonizing him through sending Wyroman to fight the pirates that uh, Samael has sent to Tyr. There seems to be some sort of greater plan that Rand has for Samael. I'll, I'll be interested to see how that unfolds, but we seem to be on the cusp of it here. He's already thrown out the first couple of jabs, and we seem to be close to the actual real fight starting there. It seems yeah. like he's going to head there. He also seems to have thought that there was a chance that Matt would get away from Kyrie N after all of this. When Matt shows up again, he seems a little surprised. Oh, you think so? Yeah, he yeah, says. He, he, he seems genuinely surprised that Matt didn't escape. A little escape. surprised that he... It's not, but at the same time, he should know. He also mentions he counts on him being around, but he thought... It seems like he thinks that maybe there's a slight chance Matt could have gotten away somehow, which I thought was weird. Hmm. Matt probably thought it was weird, too. He also still seems to, he still <laughs> yeah. seems to be uncertain as to whether or not Asmodian meant to hurt or harm him, and as he trickled the one power into him as he lay dying. Why would he even have enough power to harm him? Because he well, was dying. He was close to death. He was uber weak. Well, it's, yeah. that, it's, that, it's that move that uh, what's her face used to try to use against Mogedian. She's not. You're very her. weak. Leandrin. Le- Leandrin. Yeah. Oh, Leandrin. Leandrin. Yeah. Then while shaving, Rand thinks to himself that dealing with the complexities of Avienda pales. Did you just say men while shaving? Then while. Then while. Manuel was shaving. (laughs) Manuel was shaving. Men while shaving sounds like an Australian talker from the 80s. (laughs) Fairly, fairly certain that's not what he said, but that's pretty cool. We can shave when we want to. (laughs) We can leave your friend behind. Yeah. No, while he's shaving, Rand muses to himself that dealing with the dealing with the complexities of Avienda is far greater than the complexities of the politics that he has to navigate in Kyrian. Uh what? Yeah. <laughs> I know Avienda's complex, but uh no. No. Though she might kill you if you say something wrong. Right. So maybe seriously. I'm wrong. She she'll do one or the other. Rand's wondering as he goes into the Kyrian as to who he can trust. And that seems like a central theme of this book. Rand constantly realizing that everyone has their own separate goals. And in some areas, those goals will conflict with each other. And so he can't really trust anyone. Maybe that's the lesser sadness. It's the fact that <laughs> – no, but but like yeah. it's just like you are just saying, you got to trust somebody – who do you trust? And the one person he's that's proven he can trust, for the most part, is slowly fading into the backdrop. And now he's even worried if he can trust himself. Well, yeah, yeah he is going well. crazy, so. Or is he? Ran intends to move on to Samael. Of the Golden Bees! The Golden Bees! <laughs> the Golden Bees! <laughs> 
love it. And that takes us to Matt. Take into the Matt. Yeah. Yep. Matt's wondering <laughs> what he's doing. Even while he's rushing in to assist Wyram, he's like, why am I doing this? He's got to Somebody wonder, stop me, please. He's like, what can I do to get free of Rand? And the answer is nothing. How have I gotten myself into this? He keeps thinking to himself, it all started so simply. <laughs> I was just getting ready to leave. Kinda. And then, like, kind of. It all, all started I tried with a silver do, coin. I just tried to teach those guys a hedgehog it's, maneuver, and here I am. Right. Started with a silver coin, yeah. He did. He thinks to himself, "How how had how have I gotten into this? It it all started so simply." That's Matt's biography. It is. <laughs> That's the title of Matt's That's bio. That's his thesis statement right there. <laughs> oh well, man! Well, now how he got into it is he stole a dagger. Right. Either that or no, it was he let the uh, he let the what was it? They let the some the hedgehogs. What did they let run run loose on the on the feast day and then? Uh, ran through and uh, Master Luhan's some, something or other. He and Rand and Perrin. Oh, they did. Of, yeah, it was a bunch of hedgehogs or like a badger. A badger. I think it was a badger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they ran through the field or something like that. Matt's lured yeah. into this battle like one choice at a time, and we're but it's so good. We're aware of what's happening the whole time, but he always becomes aware of it a second too late. Right. Even though he's always ahead of the battle, he's he's constantly behind his fate. Ooh, yeah. I run. He can't yeah. be ahead of his own mouth, though. Like, he just <laughs> right. fires off. Yes. He's no. Ahead of the battle and behind his own and mouth. And the best part is he's protected by his association with Rand. Otherwise, everyone would probably, like, lynch him. But he, he they can't because... I don't know. I think he would have found a way. Well, he probably would have. <laughs> Let me rephrase those, that. Those they would have tried the to do that. Like, they would have mind, tried to do mind. that. So that's, like, that's that... Pull the Taviran pull. Yes, yeah. that's that Taviran pull. But it starts to get really it, serious once the battle really starts to rage. And those dice are rolling. Well, it doesn't seem like there was any choice. There's just no choice for him. Do you feel like his entire future is just set al- already? Yeah. Already set. Well, that's how he. That's the thing he's fighting against. I know. Yeah, he's fighting against that determination. He's fighting against fate, but I. Yeah, I yeah. mean, well, I feel like there's a part, there's an element of that's true, but then he's deciding a nudge. He, he's he's trying to decide. I, I I think there's part of that, but then part of that is he can work within the structures of what that is, and yeah. and, and that's so you're going to roll the dice, and it, what's it going to come up when you roll it? That's it can come Rand's up with many different thinking, combinations right? of things. Rand's thinking is I'll I'll kind of operate within the parameters that this provides. Matt's like I'm going to fight out of the parameters. What parameters? And and the parameters laugh. Well, right, so, and they they seem to keep hedging him in. I mean, while the battle is going on, he he's trying to like sneak away, he and he's thinking, always sneaking right maybe into I the could heart get of another the battle. Way, yeah, and, he sneaks right into Kool Aid Man and winning, and winning well, no, he every was time to hide behind the pikes, and he just got in. Yeah, I think it's awesome. It's there's clearly going to be more of this. We we've seen snippets of it. These are so, probably the yeah. greatest examples we've seen of his his battle prowess. Yeah. Um, well, not to mention this, it was it was right before it was it was our last podcast that he just walked into the tent with Rand. Uh, right, and he Land. laid out that whole fight strategy, <laughs> yeah. and then and then Rand's like, yeah, you and now he's doing it on the fly, like he's doing it yeah. real life, real real time. Yeah. Super yeah. cool. This is another. So we 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 got examples of Matt's superpower. This being it, you know, before, um, and and his and his charm. Right, beautiful charm. Now, now we're seeing an action. I, I, I want more. 
So he stumbles into. Of course cool, you do, because you're the trickster. He that's, stumbles that's into cool it in and thinks, "All right, here we go. Time to roll the dice. This is going to be the biggest gamble I've ever made. Time is to this lop really your head the off. Biggest gamble Matt's ever made. He threw himself off of a bridge, <laughs> hundreds of feet in the air, and landed on top of a gray man. <laughs> Remember that? Of yeah, Florida. I don't know. If it was hundreds of feet, <laughs> but oh, it was way up there. Way, way up there. I don't just know if they ever forget. described that. Yeah, they, it's way high up there. But well, I'm just saying anything above 50, I don't want to jump from. Yeah, and if I'm right. being honest, 25. I mean, that was a crazy risk. Crazy risk. At least here he has a yeah. fighting chance. That was a pure gamble. Yeah. I, yeah. Feel like him, I feel like here he has no idea what is going on. He's just, <laughs> he's <laughs> he's just a live no, liar that's been set off. And he's just in battle mode. It's amazing. Yeah. Talamenes is is slow to praise, but he's been praising Matt up and down. While oh, I like Talamenes. Talamenes is awesome. They're all and offering he, up like clothes for him at one point. They're they're, they're both arguing over who's place. gonna who's gonna polish his so, boots. Yeah, I got a servant that just does my shoelaces. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even while putting together his most daring battle plan, Matt is still trying to think of a way to get out. Yep. <laughs> He's yeah. still trying to think of how to sneak off. Seriously. Matt's his... And then when yeah, that fails, he's like, all right, now? let's just get blitzed. Heck with it. <laughs> I can't escape Matt Rand. I can't escape Melindra. I'm just getting loaded. That takes us all right. to discussing our heroines here in full of ship. That's heroin with Do a P and ship with a P. So these do we so, have to talk about them? This we is, do. This I, is these the chapters part, are great. Like this is this is not bode well for Jordan's uh, writing of female characters because none of them look really good right now. <laughs> they look like just a bunch of. They are at each other's throats, arguing over the dumbest things. They're so they're they're acting like children. All of I think them. Birgitta, I think I, Birgitta is pretty funny. Because yeah, she, I, I, I was going to say like that same thing. She is, but even she's just goading Nynaeve all yeah. the time now. Right, because it's so easy. It's a bad look for all of them. They they look yeah. like a bunch of cats in a sack. I mean, it's, it's They ridiculous. do, but I mean, at the same time, they're I, each dealing with... They're each dealing with their own thing. Like and I, I, I think... I don't, I don't take it that it bodes not well for Jordan's portrayal of women. I think he's... He's making a specific point. Let's look this at Matt. Let's look like. at Matt and Rand and all them. They're all not stuck in a little room. They got no. space to breathe. They got space to, sure. to move around. And, yeah. Rand, and Matt is still doing his nonsense, still being crazy, whatever. Rand is literally crazy. These two women, or three, when you throw Brigitte into it, are like in a, a, a five by eight room with each other like all the time and they're each dealing with their own crap true. that they got to deal with. So, you know, familiarity also, also breeds contempt. So I think, I think, it, I think it could happen. I don't think it's just, I don't think it's a female thing. No, I think no, it's no, just no, a, no. you know, <laughs> no, it's, it's specifically these characters thing. It's, right. Well, then these characters are each naive is dealing with, is dealing with demons. her facts that she can't deal with Brigitte and how she screwed her out of her life. Yeah, or Elaine is dealing with the fact that she's got you know kind what? of attracted to Tom. She <laughs> <laughs> right. well, she loves Rand. Rand's not there. Rand's mm -hmm. you know she's getting these bits and pieces of reports from Egwene that aren't good. 
you know, about what's going on with, with Rand. They didn't and even understand what, they, like, like Gwen was in their dreams and they didn't even realize that she was in their dreams. Right, like, right. She and Nynaeve are just They didn't at, realize that she, that she was actually in their dreams trying to communicate right. with them, right. They just yeah. thought it were, was regular dreams. That's not good. So they're each, they're each dealing with stuff. And of course, Brigitte is dealing with the fact that she's been pulled out of her, her life also. So oh, she's, she's dealing with her. that pretty well. She seems to be. Probably. Yeah, she seems to be. By all these <laughs> but we don't. We don't. <laughs> right. We don't get many snippets of Brigitte talking about herself, so it's hard to right. say. No, we see her actions. She's like, don't what's see her the point of around. this? Right. All of them are talking about themselves. Right. She's too busy checking out what's his face. There's no time for me to talk about me. All I ever do is listen to you talk about yeah, you. He's, yeah. he's just rubbing Heron's back or whatever that guy's yeah. name is. No, the guy uh, Uno. Uno, yeah, yeah. The guy with one eye, Ooh, no, the, the leering eye, yeah. And then, Anyhow. and then, Nynaeve and, and Elaine are in a power struggle too. Yeah, yeah. Because Nynaeve is always in a power struggle. She's the wisdom. With everybody. Yeah. She finally realizes, though, that she's not performing the tasks of the wisdom. She recognizes something we've known for chapters, if not. You're going to want to be an nice today. She finally confronts the fact that she's not performing that function of protecting the Emmons fielders and hasn't for some time. All she's doing now is satisfying her revenge plot against Moiraine. Yeah, how's that working for you? <laughs> that's it. That's Who all she's got to hang on to now. Yeah. The, that, those stories never end well, do they? The, 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 the person whose sole purpose in life is revenge? No, I don't not think usually. so. Not usually. Well. Sometimes. Depends on where that movie's coming from, I right. suppose. Yeah. She's Who's directing down a that lonely movie? Lonely Road. She's like how, Django. But she's got land. That, how do you what is that Who's movie? Not that, there? That's about getting your, your child going and getting Liam Neeson is in Taken. 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 Yeah. yeah. Is their relationship good at the end of that movie? Is his daughter are they like, let's go out and like let's go coffee. have let's go to Chili's and have burgers? That's right. No, you get the well, triple play. In the third one, her mom dies, so that's <laughs> a little rough to, to predict. So, yeah. Anyhow, it it seems Nynaeve's decision to ask two different men to secure her a ship wasn't a good idea. I love it. I love it. That's so great. It just leads to the absolute I, decimation of a town. What other, oh what other, other damage has Nynaeve's decisions wrought in this story? It's so perfect that it was her too. She, like, oh my gosh, she does. Oh, she, her stubbornness is such a problem. Now, I will say this much though. I mean, much as everyone kind of was like, "Well, you should have thought of that, Nynaeve." I wouldn't have thought of that. I wouldn't have thought no. of the fact that this was going to lead to the the, the absolute wanton destruction of a town just because she wanted no. a ship. Well, like, first I mean, of all, people told her not even to go into the town. They said, well, Eric, please don't do that. Small, she's just a small town girl. <laughs> right. But OK, the, they told the men not to do it. and The men went and did it, too. Yeah, and they got, beat, they got beat up. <laughs> right. She didn't. She just had to end up destroying a town. Right. That's all. They both did things they weren't supposed to do. The pro the problem with her, the problem that we as readers have with her, is that, that she's, she's constantly telling other people to obey. It's her hypocrisy that's the issue. It's not so much yeah. though though also now her her stubbornness and her lack of willingness to take advice is is creating problems. 
this isn't the first one by any means. I mean, I'm not a naive defender, but no, I no, think no, there's no, an no. element of... No, but it's her hypocrisy that's, that's the bigger that. frustration. Is she's constantly complaining about the fact that others won't take advice. And she never takes advice from anyone. She always no. does what she wants. Well, she's the wisdom. She's the one that gives advice. She is going through it in terms of that, though. She has been this entire book. She, Yeah, she has been Just morphing. psychologically yes. speaking. Yeah, hopefully she's she aware learns. that she's like that. Hopefully yeah. she learns from, from what was that? What was the oil she had to drink or whatever it is she had to do that she came in the, in the dream with with Egwene? Oh, whatever that. that. Yeah, I don't remember what that uh, what that herb is. It wasn't it wasn't fork root? It was something else. No, it definitely wasn't fork root. Adam, who the was Iron your Copland of the week? My Copland of the week was Robert Jordan, and the fact that he makes his battles so short. <laughs> you, you think he makes his battles in general too short, or just yes? Uh, every okay. one of these battles is. Everything leading up to it is like this is the time. Now that being that being said, interesting. Okay, we do get a ton. This this is the first time we do get a ton of battle. This is like the battle of the bastards. We actually get this battle. No, we don't. We're not sitting inside of the battle with Matt. We are all the time. Really, and Rand Rand on the platform. He's there for like. Three minutes. No, he's no, he's up there with Avienda. He's he's they're blowing up. They're blowing up stuff with yeah, lightning. So he's setting what, hills on fire. Up there, and then he's and so then Adam's he saying like he wants Tolkien battles. Twenty thousand. I yeah. No, Matt's was set up. Matt's was set up, and it was really impressive seeing what happened with Matt during that. But You're that just upset you didn't get the Coolin in battle. That's I, that's I'm it. upset about that. Yeah. Uh, more than that, it's a, it's the same it's the same thing that's happened a long time now. Is that he just he just skips over? We had an entire book that was about uh, the two rivers and how they were getting ransacked, and everything was wrapped up in like a page. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, oh, I I agree with you that that he has done this a number of different times. I'm just saying it's funny that you bring it up now because this battle. We because probably got of more Matt, of it than less. We get tons of. That's that's all. Uh, I'm th- you don't actually get tons of. Well, what's what actually I, I think what you're right. You're get battle. you're getting reset. You're getting either memory of it or leading up to it. But the actual yes. occurrences, you're getting you're little get, little bits of it. Like the the hedgehog, they're talking about that, and he gets into it, but then it stops. Yeah, because like, he's, he's I, shifting I, over I, to somebody else. I'm, you, it's like talking to Andy Reid before the game about what he's going to do, and then not watching the game. There's no doubt that. Jordan is not a battle writer. You don't get blood and guts from just give from me a little bit for sure. Just give me a little bit. Yeah, he wants not, a little of the. Battle. I don't. I don't think you're gonna. He did give us a little bit in the in the in terms of the dead that were uh, in the city, I suppose. Yeah, we were just talking about the uh, then, the where's Waldo of death because he's like, oh, here's Coolidin's head, and it's up on a it's right, up on, on a, a pike. Stick, My Copland of the week was. Nynaeve. Galad caused this war, but Nynaeve totally set it up. I get trying to cover your bases so that you're sure you get the ship that you're trying to procure. But Elaine told her repeatedly not to ask favors of Galad because you'll never know what you're going to get. And she reminds her of that. She's like, I told you not to do this because he's just going to go in and without any sort of sophistication whatsoever with a blunt hand create problems for you. And sure enough, that's what happened. Mm, Yeah. So for that, she's my captain of the week. 
I get it. She's man. She's she's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, she's, yeah, yeah. She's she's definitely. She might be headed the toward one. Rushmore for sure. Hmm. All right, Dave. Hmm. Mine is 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 someone once removed. The Onceler. The Onceler. Yes. Mine is Massima. Um, because even though we don't really get him, we get him because his insanity is so strong that, and his, 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 his insanity, his obsession with just everything anti-Rand, but it really isn't even about Rand with Massim anymore. It's about him. He's, he's, he's clearly got his own agenda or whatever it is that we want to say. He he completely and utterly forgets about why he wanted the boat captured to begin with, and then just becomes this obsession for killing the white cloaks. Oh, and everybody else. So the whole town is also decimated, and it has nothing to really do with the boat. It has to do with the fact that there's white cloaks there. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's not satisfied with simply getting rid of the white cloaks from the area. He's going to go attack Amadisha. Everybody. He's going to attack everybody that doesn't agree with him or see things the way he does. And like we already discussed, cause problems for Rand. Yeah, I mean, it's he's full on, you know, every fry short of a Happy Meal. Like he is. What a journey for this fellow! It's oh not been word. a good one. Well, he's I mean, from, from humble beginnings, came, being, from where he came to this point, he came from being a defender and uh, holding Rand back the arguer. evil to being the evil. He, well, yeah. he, he didn't like Rand at the beginning. He came no. from being somebody who was a Rand detractor to being. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know if he's a, a Rand supporter now or. I don't think he would like the Rand no, that he has because the Rand the Rand that he the Rand that he envisioned is not the Rand that yeah. is in real life. Yeah, he's he's made up his own Rand. He's created his own. I Rand. think he is his own Rand. Yeah, he might be. Who leveled up? Adam. Pips. 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 The horse. The horse. Yeah, I know. I know who Pips. Of course, is. you would pick that. <laughs> Next, you're gonna pick. You're gonna pick Rand Sock. Pips in real at all. Why did Pips level up and and protected and protected the the, all the girls from getting hurt by Pips? Okay. Oh my gosh. No, I'm kidding. Pips did not level up for me because I just wrote Pips down for you. Are you kidding? Like, how is there any other? I mean, there could be others. Maybe you have different ones. Oh no, I don't. That's that's mine as well. Yeah, it's just a boss. Yeah, we get some good Matt here for sure. This is so much fun. I love it, especially because we were waiting for it for like a book and a half. We're like, Matt, yeah, you're very annoying right now. <laughs> right? Yes. So I'm was. hoping maybe I'm hoping maybe Elaine and Nynaeve will have a book like this. Oh, so do I. Oh, so do I. I think or maybe even maybe even the next couple of chapters. That's very true. It's <laughs> you know? very true. Things change in this world. Please, please Things change in this get world. Get past the cat fighting. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, Matt is just that. That's amazing, and it's incredible that we should all be able, so lucky we're, we're to have an, to an encyclopedia's this. worth of battle knowledge shoved into our head by some snake people and be able to apply it in real snake time. People. <laughs> do you have anybody? Do you have anybody different, Dave? As a matter of fact, I do. I'm going with the uncommon choice of Nynaeve, uh, and here's why: uncommon, <laughs> the new rapper. Yeah, yeah. I'd so love to hear this, Nynaeve. I was talking about earlier about, you know, cats in a sack, you know, kind of being contained in this in this environment. I remember that sentence. But think of also the fact she's also dealing with the men who don't listen yeah. to a word she says. Then she's got That's Valen true. Luca, who is like a, a horn dog just all over her, like yeah, at any given moment. Dave. 
that, she's, well, that cat though, man. She's, she's, she's juggling a lot. And I liked the fact that she came out of all this recognizing to a degree. Yeah. Maybe that wasn't the best of choices. And at the same time, I do like continually seeing her gradual shift. She thanked, yeah. even though she hated doing it, she thanked Brigitta for you know the great arrow shots she did. She looked out for the people on the dock. You know she was concerned and and considered about the welfare of the other people so much so that she bullied you know yet another Nynaeve? annoying ship captain. Yeah, I thought yeah. Elaine did that. Nope, it was Nynaeve. So we're seeing yeah, it was Nynaeve. we're seeing examples of her getting beyond herself more and more. Yes. And it, it's buried in the detritus, detritus. detritus of Robert Jordan's of her arguing and does. her attitude that she deals with the nonsense that she does, but we are consistently getting more and more humility. We're consistently getting more and more sure. thoughtfulness and awareness. And I'm just hoping it doesn't just all of a sudden just drop off at some given point and you're like, <laughs> no, you've plateaued. That's right, it. That's yeah. all you're going to get. So I think it's a positive, encouraging sign for her character development. I yeah. love hearing that, Dave. Like most people, she's not all good or all bad. She's she's a complex character. She's a whole lot of annoyance. But she is with moving. Some, yeah. You know, she's like we're mostly a bad Rand, conversation. We're see, she's, she's growing, yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of episode 44. Join us for episode 45 when we finish the book, chapters 49 through 56. So until then, may you rest in the creator's hand. May you know good hunting, young bull, and cheese to give you men cubs. Dovi and desetovias again.